You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Well, it's great to be here, Ben. I'm really happy to be on the show today as the other host slash specialist guest of them all. Specialist guest of them all. That's right. Of them all. Of all the guests, uh, you know, we've hosted here on the show. I think I am the most special. There's no doubt about it. Like, yeah. I would say that you are far and away topping the charts. Yes. Um, speaking of charts, this is a barely a segue. It appears segue. it appears as of moments before coming on the pop jonathan and benjamin carlin currently listed on the cave spring high school wikipedia for notable graduates oh our our name is currently in red because we don't actually have our own wikipedia pages this this required a bit of so there's this has been a saga i'm not sure if you've been following it a bit a A bit bit. i was told by our our office manager jordan that we should not direct people to do this very thing that we have done right so So, our bad for per jordan's request this is us not re- or, or requesting that you not go to the Wikipedia page. Nice. I see what you did there. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Although well you should go to see if we're still there because um, apparently it has been in flux. Now, after we mentioned it, a lot of people went to the Cave Spring High School Wikipedia page and they're just like, well, I'll just, I'll just add in Carlin Brothers right here. And so I got inundated with tweets on last Friday morning after the pop went live, like, oh my God, we did it. You're on the page. And I was so excited. And then I pulled it up and it was gone. Oh no. I know. So whoever, whatever moderator, the, the edits were run up the poll to at Wikipedia apparently was like, uh, I don't think so. Right. And so then I was looking on the Reddit. Apparently there was some like posting on there that the Cave Spring High School Wikipedia page was like currently under some sort of protection due to from vandalism or something. Which was us, I, bl- I think. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't us. But OK, so this is also fun. My wife, Beth, has a friend who is who does some Wikipedia editing. Really? And she listens to the pop. Okay. So she went in and she could like look at like the log and stuff and she texted Beth just like a screenshot of like all the times people had tried and <laughs> she, her text was just Cave Spring High School is having none of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which, was, which was really funny. But then we checked this morning and it's there. Plus there was a post on our Reddit page um, from someone. I want to say, let me see if I can pull it up right here. Um, a, a Wikipedia editor requested that they please provide reliable sources that support the change you want to be made. They don't appear to be notable enough to be included, which was a dagger right in my heart. Wow. I wish wow. I didn't know that. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But, but, but if the page was protected and now our names are on there, it seems like either someone higher up has done some additional research and determined that we are notable enough or that whatever vandalism ban was in place got lifted because it's a temporary thing and the the little kernels were just like waiting waiting so waiting and ready we shall continue to update now now it seems to me when we looked at it we were like all the other notable graduates were listed in blue and our names were in red which i was like what does this mean is this like does this mean like a, a pending edit or something that was my initial thought but if you if you see red font it just means that those people don't have pages made for them yet on wikipedia so if there's a different project people want to take on it's being in, in little kernel culture is being relevant enough it, to have our own wikipedia page is to, is to you know to to make pages for us <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yes, projects abound. Projects abound. This is like one of those strange things about being like, and and this is the thing is that like anybody who hears, I guess like they'll be like, they'll be like, yeah, like what do you do for a living? And it's like, um, I actually, I'm like, I make content on YouTube. Uh, most of the time they're like, no way. Do you really, how many subscribers do you have? Now, how do you make money? Now, how how, how, do you have to place the ads? Do you right now? (laughs) 
you get to choose which ones are red, right? I don't know why people from the deep south are exclusively the ones who are asking us these questions. Oh, we're going to come back to that in a minute. Okay. But yeah, I was actually, I was asked these questions when I first met Alice, my wife's father. He was, he was not like, it wasn't like that classic. Now, how do you make money? You know, like it wasn't like a very stern conversation, but he was genuinely fascinated. Like I think he just, it never occurred to him that this is a a way that, and that, that people out there are making enough money to actually have like a career off of it. Right. Which is interesting. Well, it's, a, it's a pretty new profession. It is a know. pretty new profession. Yeah. So I, I feel like there's, there's such mixed reactions when you tell people that this is what you do because it, yeah. there's either people who know that it's become like a rather popular, uh, like career aspiration. Yeah. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. Or there are other people that, yeah, exactly. They put the question mark, like you can visibly see it above their head. Yeah. So there's, there's like a wide range, like the more internet savvy you are, the less question or like some people would just be like, oh yeah. That, like if it's a really like a teenager, they wouldn't have any questions. Right. I don't know if you like, but, and then yeah, some people are going to be like your father-in-law who have like their now what now wait what the who what now yeah how exactly, does this work right, yep. you do what and then <laughs> I don't know why I gave him that accent see I told you it's, just, right. it's exclusively people <laughs> from the deep south why they don't understand they, apparently they, they, I'm sure look hey if you're in the deep south I'm sure you totally understand I'm sure definitely you get it this is but I, then, there's a third class of people okay third class yeah, which is it. which is like. No, I'm a full-time YouTuber, which like I think some people's interpretation is like, oh, so you're unemployed. Oh, sure, sure, right, sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and I feel like this is the case very frequently. What this is this is like a pet peeve of mine, is like having owned a couple of businesses, I, I feel like maybe there's a little bit of like own perspective that like it's not it's not all as, you know, glorious as owning your own company can feel mm-hmm. but i think that there is a perception that being like the owner of a company or the the president the ceo like yeah. is like a is like a really cool title because because it is i mean like if you're that far up in like a you know a, a large corporation or something then it's a it's a big deal yeah but a pet peeve of mine happens to be this thing where and, and i've seen it and I've, I've even fallen victim to it myself is where like somebody will like have just launched a brand new company or something like that. And they're like, Oh, I'm going into business for myself. And they, you know, they created their Facebook page and they did all this stuff, but then they, they changed their, their position, you know, from like marketing director at this place to like, you know, CEO of let's get your life started.com or something. And Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like they, they, they like to go for that tagline where it's like, yeah, I'm the CEO of a company that only includes me. I I know exactly this maneuver you are speaking of and i'm not sure yeah it seems like if it's just like you and one other person like i don't know when you hear ceo you always it's it feels like the words you hear for like big business or something it's true yeah I, that that's where my mind goes yeah. is like you're the you're the person who runs like you live at you you work in a skyscraper and the people on the next Precis- floor flows below f- floors below you all report to you right <laughs> yeah right yeah it's like we're, we're on the top floor yeah exactly yeah that it's always skyscrapers i absolutely assume that 100 percent of ceos work in skyscrapers right but of course um you know we're we're ceos i guess T- i well but you don't like you don't like that what would you you just like like owner i, I like think president I, I, no definitely not president i think i think owner uh is fine usually i just refer to myself as the host or a host mm-hmm. of our show yeah because i feel like first and foremost that is pretty much what my, the way i see my job is i i host a show that is on the internet yeah that it, that we also happen to you know write and edit and yeah, all yeah. of that type of stuff as well but i feel like the the primary thing that you would probably know me as doing is hosting a youtube show right so i think that's pretty much my job yeah but i mean you do much more than that you know we got we got there's a lot of a lot of uh moving parts in any business that are not just the fun writing shooting and editing parts oh, yeah. of it those are the fun parts good point good yes. point i yeah. agree with you that those are the, the that is the fun of it isn't it i oh man i can't even tell you the first time that i had to sit down and talk to a camera it was the most frustrating and upsetting and like almost like the inner turmoil that that i was dealing with in talking to that little black Circle. piece of yeah yeah glass it was like i was like I, ah, you don't react at all you gave me no feedback was that thing i just said funny because it seems did your eyebrow twitch did <laughs> do it do it no it didn't because you're just staring um, yeah at i'm gonna me. have to edit it in yeah and that's a joke and i won't know if it was funny but i'm gonna continue on as if as if you're 
hear him laughing. Right. Well, in in the beginning too, and this was a comment that I used to get like in our very early videos that we made was that people felt like I was just staring into their soul because I was so, it was so important to me. And like in conversation with people, I try to make eye contact Mm. as much as humanly possible. It's like, I'm looking at you unblinkingly. Yeah. And so I think that it was, I, I treated the camera exactly the same way. And I was also, I didn't know to move. So like there's a term for most vloggers called jump cuts, which is quite literally just the process of you end the sentence you were saying, move your chair over and then say the next sentence and the process of going from, you know, like the chair in this spot to the chair in this spot is the jump cut. Right. So it's, it's the most basic form of editing. There's, there's really nothing major that's happening other than butting two clips up next to each other. Yeah. With a minimal amount of audio that you don't hear the silence. The, the interesting part about the way you just described jump cuts is that it's the exact opposite of the way it is taught to most students. Really? Oh yeah. Which Tell is, me more about that. Well, so like we utilize jump cuts to like be more engaging since the camera is not moving. Sure. So that we're not just like so. And also so that we don't have to like memorize 15 minutes of dialogue all at once. Right. Right. But in school, jump cuts are like a cautionary. They're like a they're like a no, no. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're not supposed to use jump cuts. Jump cuts in traditional media. Like if you're on the news and you have like a like and you do a jump cut. Bad. Looks bad. Poor, poor reporting poor shooting jump cuts are this thing you're supposed to avoid at like all costs. They're like this, that was that, that is what you would call a jump cut. You don't want to do that. Okay. Whereas like, then I would start watching uh, YouTube whilst also in college. And it's, you know, I'm watching uh, like Philip DeFranco and community channel and the vlog brothers. And it's just like jump cuts are how you talk to the camera. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Here's how you move it. This is how, look, I'm not going to move the camera. I'm just going to talk, but so that I'm still engaging. Now I'm over here and now I'm over here and I don't ever have to end my sentence because the next one, just picks it up exactly exactly yeah, yeah no and it, it works really well but i still think that that being said there is still an art form to the jump cut oh for sure like I, I still think that there's a lot to be said for learning how to best utilize this particular form of you know forming together all of your thoughts into yeah. one big cohesive strip but that was the yes yeah, so that was the thing going back to my very first like handful of videos is I had such a small amount of knowledge about what I was supposed to be doing that I would, like I said, stare directly into the lens, like aggressively into the lens. Like, you yeah. know, I was trying to see you, the viewer on the other side. Like it was a telescope that you were looking through backwards. Yeah. That was sort of the way I, I felt about it. You yeah. know, like I just got to look more carefully. And also I didn't know to move side by side. So I was doing jump cuts, but then it was like, my goal was to make it so that my head never moved from the exact position that it was like floating in the right. Entire time, which so, make, yeah, which like if you're going to do jump cuts, you want to commit. You got commit, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you have a jump cut where you haven't moved, that's the worst. That makes it seem like basically what happened was you didn't memorize your line completely, stopped your sentence, had to look down, read the rest of it, and then picked it back up and hoped nobody noticed that literally there was a, a physical break. Right. Like, Something like your nose moved a couple inches and your inflection changed entirely. Yeah. So it yeah the yeah. the continuation of it doesn't doesn't end up being very smooth yeah. it is one of those questions sometimes you'll get when you meet people in person like so do you actually like move the chair every time and it's like yeah quite literally we, move, we have wheels on the chair and i just roll around uh, but i always think about there was a video um by a guy named zay frank who uh if you're a long time dweller on the internet you probably know who zay frank was but he's often considered like the the grandfather of all vlogging yes um but he he had a show called the show i think yeah right and then he came back later like years later with something called a show yep with zay frank and in one of these episodes he was talking about the way like the ways in which he tried to engage with people like on camera and it's like every no matter what you do no matter how you talk like everyone talks a little bit differently but everyone has their own rhythm and pace and like no matter what you're making even if it's like a different video on a different day at a different topic in a different place you are going to have like a similar rhythm like just to you you have a rhythm interesting you know and it's just like so the way in which he tries to like and the pro and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that if you are listening to the same thing or watching the same thing long enough you will like sort of like tune into it like subconsciously and it will you'll like lose interest so his solution to this was to always like include little disruptions right and what he's doing and like he was like it was something he was 
actively thinking about, but it could be like accidental disruptions. Like while he was filming, like like a fly flew across. He's like, was that a fly? And it's like that, like that was not part of the video, you know? Or it might be like all of a sudden you're going and you just like yell in the middle of it. Like the next take was way louder than expected or you're like in a completely new place that the camera did something, you know? Right. That, and it was interesting because he, he gave this advice and I like really tried to internalize it. Like, man, that is really good. Cause I, I don't know if you've ever watched any of any of Zay's stuff, you'll know like he is just super smart and about this kind of thing. But then interestingly, he also makes that series called like true facts about, you know, whatever animal. Yes. Like yes. true facts about. Yeah. And sure enough, if you watch it, he'll be going along in his, the, the, the praying man just, and he has this like fun voice and he'll list off several facts in a row, but then he'll always do this. Like <laughs> and he'll like break and be like break character at some point. Yes. And it's like, I it's like, I know what he's doing. He's like, he's trying to lull you out of the rhythm. But the problem is if you watch enough true facts in a row, that has become part of the rhythm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like you become like completely <laughs> yeah. used to he I, I feel like also yeah he'll like be like descri describing the praying mantis and then like it will like bite the head off of another one and he'll be like holy crap yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um so who is the narrator of planet earth the, the uh, david attenborough is that his name yes who has like just the most delightful voice yeah ever i love like he is one of those people so this is like a rare thing for me i've never i've never had like a favorite band where it's like, I, like I love the band so much that I always tune into the same music or really the same thing, like with a director or an actor where like, I'm so tuned into and want to see specific things like that they've done because they have such like a, it's like I'm, I've become such a fan of their specific version of the art form. Right. David Attenborough is the exception for me when it comes okay. to like, like I would listen to David Attenborough narrate probably anything. So does that mean that you like, if you were to pull up like his like IMDB page, would you just like start like, Oh, Oh, I didn't know he made these things. I'm going to go watch it because he's narrating it. Well, I've never done that before, but I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have actually looked up. Um, I have looked up things that David Attenborough has narrated on Netflix before. Oh, specifically to like go through like the whole arsenal. And he does a lot of like earth stuff. Sure. Uh, specifically related to like nature and you know, mm -hmm. animals and things, yeah. uh, which I love to fall asleep to anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, not even fall asleep to in like a bad way, but it's like, it's like the best way to like lull yourself to sleep. <sighs> it's like, yeah. Penguins. Penguins. <laughs> Penguins. That's better to Cumberbatch who didn't know how to pronounce penguin or while narrating a documentary. Penguins. And he narrates a documentary about penguins. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Or at least part of it gets to, Penguins, penguins, <laughs> as he calls them. Um, okay, so I, I will say that you said you're listening to it. You go to sleep. What I am presently listening to as I'm falling asleep is I'm rereading a a series called The King Killer Chronicles, probably better known as The Name of the Wind. The Name of the Wind, which I also just started. Which, yes, I feel like you, I see in our show notes you have a a note about the Name of the Wind. So, what did you want to discuss about? The, the name, name of, of the, the wind. wind. Okay. Which is like the most fantasy novel name ever. Oh, 100%. 100%. I feel like, like every chapter title in the name of the wind could be the name of a different fantasy series. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like the binding of iron. You're like, yeah, that sounds like a trilogy. I, no, no, it totally yeah. does. We should write the binding of iron. <laughs> We're stealing that from you. Uh, no, we won't do that for real. But uh, no. Okay. So I don't want to go too into it because like, you know, this is not like a book club and everybody listening hasn't read the book there's just one particular phenomenon that they describe in the book as sort of like this magical art that i think does a really good job at least the way that i interpreted it not even necessarily the way that it's intended mm -hmm. uh but like the way that i i took it is the the concept of sympathy so, okay so uh, this is your first read through this is my first read first through, read -through yes. and you have and how much do you know about sympathy Okay, so, so far the example that I've been given about sympathy, and this is what I think is so cool, is the idea of dropping a rock. Okay. And what the behavior of the rock is supposed to be when it is let go from your hand. Right. So, okay, this is a big thing for me because I would say one of the biggest, I don't even know, like driving forces of the way that I view the rest of the world is this desperate want to sit down with every single person on the planet and have a conversation about perspective mm -hmm. because people have very strong opinions about very specific things. And it's, that's great. You know, like it's very important. It helps drive action in the world. And I love that. Yeah. But I do think at, at times there is this problem where 
it's almost like a, a sheer unwillingness to see the other person's perspective on something <laughs> uh, is, is almost just as bad as maybe what you're ridiculing the other perspective for. Sure. Does that make sense? Yes. So in the name of the wind, there is this experiment that they're doing. And, and I correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not that far into it. it. It almost seems like they are assigning the ability to have <laughs> sympathy as more of like a semi-magical force versus just a, a learning that individuals would benefit from. It's not like, like emotional sympathy. Okay. And I think, I think what you're describing at some point, it doesn't sound like maybe you've gotten there yet. Your, your main character will go into a very detailed point by point. These are the three C's of sympathy and how it works. And he does like a whole demonstration and stuff. I think what you are describing is like a, an, an aspect of sympathy, which is called the Ailer okay. in the name of the wind. Okay. But go ahead and describe the, the experiment. You always know so many things. <laughs> It's so impressive. To your brain. Wan Shi Tong, he who knows 10,000 things. That's not from the name of the wind, that's from Avatar. But you are that person. You know only 10,000 things. How Wan Shi Tong is an owl then. Oh, okay. sorry. Okay. Gosh. Anyway, let me get to my point here. The, the I, And maybe what I'm doing is even like taking or extracting this particular example and applying it to maybe like a way that I would like to explain a phenomenon that I have a hard time explaining to mm -hmm. people, which is attempting to get to people, uh, attempting to get people to understand how hard it is to change your opinion on something yeah, or your perspective on something, because until you've experienced it from the other side, you only have your perspective, which you therefore believe to be correct because it's based on all of your experiences. Right. But it also negates the reality of the fact that the people on the other side of the argument have their entire world worth of experiences that has led them to their opinions as well. Right. And the argument amongst people, I believe, is not accomplishing the goal of getting people to think more similarly so much as it is to building the chasm between the two ideas. Mm -hmm. So I think that as as people argue or like comment arguments, you know, on on social media, things oh. like that. Oh, so toxic. I know it's very toxic because the objective of any comment argument is not to at least this is my perspective of it is it's never that people are actually hoping to change the opinion of the person that they're engaging into the argument with mm -hmm. the objective is to win the argument right. which would mean that what you're doing it not even for your cause so much but it like to heighten yourself right in in the process i often find that much many very strong opinions on social media are less about convincing people of what you're saying and more about wanting people to look at you and say, yeah, you're right. Right. It's like, it's like you're saying something not to convince other people, but so that other people can like lift, like so that you can be the center of, I don't know, that you can be like praised for your opinion. Oh, sure. Or, you know, right. Is right, that right. like, like you are the champion of the people who agree with you. It's, it's like the, the law of the more you see, a couple posting about how wonderful and great and amazing every little thing in their relationship is, the shorter the time span on that relationship's life is. Sure, Which, sure, sure, sure. So what? You, what? It, it's a. It's a. And I wouldn't say that's a sweeping declaration, but it's it. It may be consistently true in certain the, circumstances. It's a, yes. it's a kind of compensation. Let me just say that, 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 um, yeah, I don't know that to be a hard and fast rule, but in my personal experience, whenever I see a couple start to like really get like lovey dovey and really like gushy, very publicly on the socials, I'm always like, oh, it's only a matter of time. And, <laughs> and, sh and sure enough, and sure it enough, always is. It, oh man. So you, I, I just imagine you like busting out a bucket of popcorn and being like, here we go. Well, you know, maybe metaphorically. Metaphor sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Metaphorically <laughs> not eating that popcorn I'm, not is... Not like I'm like rooting against people. It just, I think what people do is they're like, it's like whatever, whatever their relationship is suffering from, they're like, you know what might make it better is if I very publicly say how happy and I like, say, like, so you can see that I am demonstrating how much I value you to a large number of people, which maybe you will think is great. Okay, this seems like it could be like an idea for like like a, like some type of psychological study, but you literally take take uh, like a, a sampling of people from the internet to figure out what type of outward messaging they're putting out into the world, mm -hmm. and then literally doing a deep dive. <laughs> With their consent, of course, into like the the psychology that might be going into them making those posts. Mm -hmm. Like, 
is everything actually like super honky dory and they're just super excited to share it with the world? Or is it like, this is the best way for me to handle the negative circumstances I'm dealing with is to, you know, project positivity out into the world in the hope that it then is returned. Mm. Cause that, I, I like that thought. Like, you know, the idea yeah. of putting positivity out there. And, yeah. Oh, I know. It's not. Yeah. I think it's, it's often with the best of intentions. Yes, of course. Of yeah. course. So anyway, name of the wind has yeah. it, like Let's get the, back to our, our rock situation, our here. rock situation. Okay. The the main character's name Kolf. Um, it Kolf? is, I believe, spelled K V O T H E, which you might say Kvoth, but I have, it's supposed to be like quote, but with an H at the end, so Kvoth. 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 Oh, that's easier. Yeah. I can do that. Kvoth. Yeah. Kvoth. I love it. Okay. So he has a mentor when he's a child, uh, who is a character who I'm going to call Ben. Uh, yeah. His full name is Abenthi. Abenthi. So, Abenthi. Abenthi. Okay, perfect. Ben, so Ben. Anyway, yeah. so Ben is te teaching Quoth about this idea of sympathy. And the way that I think he goes about it is just, it's an interesting phenomenon that I, that I like. So he basically picks up a rock and he's, he is like holding it out. Ben is holding it out for Quoth. And he says, what is going to happen when I let go of this rock? And <coughs> Quoth basically says, it will fall to the ground. Yeah. And it's like, because every single experience that you've had with rocks and their behavior when not supported by something is that they fall. Yeah. And so Quoth, or, I'm sorry, Ben challenges Quoth to believe that the rock will float up. Right. And, and float above them instead of falling to the ground. Correct. And over and over and over again, he says, believe that the rock will float. And over and over and over again, the rock keeps falling to the ground, further affirming Quoth's belief that it will fall to the ground. Right. And what I find fascinating about this is to me, in my mind, and I know that this is maybe like a very extreme example of it. It's a really good representation of how hard it is to change your mind about something when you so believe it right. to be true. So it's like, it's like, can you, can you change your mind that there is a situation, despite all of the experiences you've had in life, despite all of, you know, the evidence that would say otherwise that the rock can float and like, how hard is it to like mentally go in and really assess the information that you've stored in your mind about this and and find a way to change your mind about it? Right. Because and so the example that that I would say that I have always given prior to reading this particular example to me, that's sympathy. Like the idea of sympathy in, in mastering it mm -hmm. would be being able to believe that the rock can float, which right, like you can like sympathize with the other side the other side yes 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 like being able to see the perspective to the point where you can believe and understand it would be like true sympathy in this situation like okay. there are two arguments one group of people who says they'll float and one group of people who will say they'll drop and it is as hard at to change your mind and see the other person's perspective as it is to understand that the rock will always fall right versus float does that make sense it does make sense perfect okay yes so i got it the example that i have always historically given when when like you go about attempting to change someone's mind on something is take Taking into consideration everything that has happened in their world that has led to them to having that moment that that they have like their opinion on something like right. they've had a world's worth worth of experiences that have that have caused that to happen. So the for me, it's always like having a favorite sports team. Yeah. And so like the challenge that I would I would face people with when you're asking someone to change their mind about something is almost being like, OK, well, what's your favorite sports team? Who's their rival? Be a fan of them instead. Oh, right. Now. Like, <laughs> right. Change who your fandom is now. Right. Because, like, despite the fact that you grew up in a household that heavily supported this particular team and you went there for college and, you know, bleed orange and maroon. Yeah. Go Hokies. Go um, Hokies. You know, it's like all of a sudden, how do you how could you just switch over? Yeah. It would take time, right? Like it would it, take it would take. Yes. Like if you were like, okay, you, you, you must now become like, if you were challenging me to this, like you, you must now become the biggest, uh, university of Virginia fan. Right. Like you, you were, you are now bleeding cavalier orange and blue. You're it, like, it seemed like it pained <laughs> you to say, like end that sentence. I was like, uh, gross. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wahoo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a dumb. See, see, you can't do it. It's very difficult. It would be, it would be extremely difficult. And not that, not that it couldn't like if, if, you know, 
Luke came home from high school one day and was like, I, you know, if he got a letter of acceptance from UVA and wanted to go there, I'd be like, go who's, you know? Right, right, like, right. No right. problem. Like, that would be the moment where <laughs> you'd be, be like, like, okay, I yeah, can, I can like, like change change course here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still went to tech. I would just root for both, but. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> but no, I think, I think that's like the interesting phenomenon, though, is that there is an enormous amount of complexity that go, comes into how and why everybody has opinions on the things that they have opinions on and the validity of those opinions on both sides of the argument, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But that's what really gets difficult is that when it comes to any given thing, you can try to have a conversation, try to go back and forth, but both sides of the argument are going to have these like really well-constructed like right off the cuff arguments where it's like, well, blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe I find sometimes if you if you're walking into someone who has a strong opinion about something and the topic is brand new to you, like if like if you had never really considered like okay, never mind. You like you take it for granted, like let's use like the flat earthers or something for an example. Sure. Like you know the world to be spherical, right? Right. Exactly. No problem. No problem. Well, but I haven't I be- seen it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, like I've never been to space and witnessed it. Yeah. You know, and it it, it you know, Jay, it does seem possible that those could be doctored photos. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. But the thing, like, if you were, on the other hand, to see some, like, flat earther out on the street corner, like, proclaiming it, like, they they are so deep, so believe it, so hard that, like, everyone is just wrong. Like, it is flat, and oh my gosh, if you were to walk up to them and be like, dude, chill, it's, it's a sphere, like... I bet you could not defeat that person in argument. Oh, you know what is, I mean? That's a very good point. Yes. They are going to, they're much more passionate about it. Right. Than, than I am. Like it, it's sort of something that like, I just, I, I take for fact, I guess, like right. because of the science behind it. Yeah. Um, you're right. Like you, you would be talking about somebody who has learned the arguments. Yes. And, and that's really what it would come down to. And then you're trying to compete with the arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, on some level, like that is a, it's a strange situation where maybe it's not a strange situation. Maybe, maybe I guess what it comes down to is just like the, the willingness to acknowledge that there have been circumstances that have led people to believing the way that they believe things. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. And I feel like that is maybe the easiest way to distill out like like in my mind before I've tried to solve the idea of like, how can I get people to stop arguing on Facebook? Like, which I know is like a momentous problem, but it's like when it really comes down to it in my mind, that is about at the core of it is that there are people who believe super strongly this and people who believe super strongly this and maybe prior to the ability to communicate so widely Mm -hmm. on the internet, there's a better chance that you lived inside of you know, an echo chamber that just also believed the same beliefs as you did. Yeah. So like growing up in a small town 200 years ago, it may have been a lot easier to know what the general beliefs of everyone around you was. Right. And and maybe there wasn't as much, you know, conflict because of that. Or maybe there was. I'm not a historian. I don't know. Um, But anyway, I just think it's interesting. I I so this is like the thing that I would love to do. It, It goes back to the conversation that I had with the woman who barked at me for my dog using the restroom in somebody else's yard, even though I was cleaning it up. Yes. It's like, I want to be able to go through and have conversations with these people. Like I want to like mediate is really what it is. Right. Like I want to be able to, like I want to watch two people having a conversation about something on the internet who are like arguing with one another, come and sit at the very table in front of us and be like, let's have a real conversation here. I'm going to help. I want to mediate. Yeah. I I, like, I want to, I want to help guide both sides through it and, and see if there's a way to like go beyond these extra worldly beliefs and almost like figure out like what, what is actually going on? Like, why are both of you here? Why it's, are you arguing? I think so often what it's, it's rarely ever about whatever the topic itself is. And it's so much more about like people feeling or people getting really defensive because this, another viewpoint is basically like devalidating their whole experience. Yes. Like on earth. And it's just like, if that's, if that's true, then my whole life was wrong or something. And it's right. like, then it's like, you know, and that's, that's what people don't like. Right. More than, more than whatever the topic itself is. It's often, I think probably deeper. Yeah. Than, than whatever the, whatever people are fighting about on the internet, which is just everything. I know. rocks float. Okay. Our fish wet. Our fish. Ben, don't. How many holes does the straw have? <laughs> what color is a tennis ball? 
Oh, yellow? Green? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I know. Um, all sorts of fun things. Those, those are fun arguments to have. Those know. are fun arguments Those are fun have. ones to have. Um, but I'm sure you all know the style of argument that um, is just everywhere. You have, Now, you are, you've been experimenting with being just off of the socials, though. Yes, I have. So yeah. I have deleted both Twitter and Facebook from my, my physical device. So I, I didn't okay. delete my Twitter and Facebook right. pages, respectively. But I don't have the ability to have freeform access to them. Okay. Just just as like I'm, you know, laying in bed before I go to sleep at night or, you know, as like I'm, I don't know, like waiting in a waiting room. That's not happening right now. But you know what I mean? Like the moments where you pull out your phone just to mindlessly scroll. Yeah. And I think for me, what I was finding is that more often than not, and this is not like a brand new realization. I know that almost probably on some level, everyone knows this to be true. Yeah. That like social media will bring you down at some point in time because either you are comparing yourself to other people or you're seeing opinions that are very different from your own, or you're just even being exposed to the general negativity that is real world events that are happening, which are things that should be paid attention to, but also can, you know, depending on how, how prepared you are to take all that in. Right. Cause it's a lot to feel. Yeah. And so basically, especially at the beginning of COVID as like everything was sort of, you know, happening, Twitter especially was the big one where I was working from home. And I think when I first started working from home and like didn't have my routines all filled in, it felt like I had more free time, I guess, like more time that I didn't specifically know how to fill. Right whilst doing my job. Right. And so I think that I found that I was going down rabbit holes way more often on the Twitters, on the Twitters. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, Oh, this is, this is getting dangerous for me. So I need, I need, I need it to, to go away. And so then recently with Facebook, what I found with Facebook, it was purely habitual. Like I, I sort of had the muscle memory of like my thumbs where I would like, if I was bored, I would literally open my phone. I would click the thing and I would immediately open it and just start like rolling. Yeah. But it was, I was, finding as I really like took a step back to think about it, that there's never any actual like positivity that I'm taking from this particular app. Right. And so I was like, okay, so I don't need that, but it's actually, it's been very interesting because it's almost like blaze the trail a little bit for me diving into like this TikTok realm. Oh, which has been kind of interesting because I would say TikTok, strangely, although there's a lot of controversy around that app as well. Yeah. Um, like the app, the existence itself, but I would say not so much the actual content that I'm experiencing on the app, right? which I would say is almost, I would say 90% plus positive experience. Like it is people who are either just being funny, happy, doing something cool, making something cool. Like everything yeah. I'm seeing is, is just like uplifting. Yeah. And I'm not finding that um, I'm playing any type of comparison game or thinking less of myself by way of using it. Right. So it's interesting. It's interesting. But then at the same rate, you know, it is still something where I can I can drop my head in and feel like I don't come up for a half hour then I'm like what happened where am I <laughs> where am I how did I get outside wasn't Alice here a few minutes ago <laughs> Ben it's 2022 <laughs> you haven't looked up over your phone it's great battery life though Great battery life. Great battery life. Yeah. Great battery life. I I have still not like uh, plunged into the into the TikTok waters, other than my wife scrolling and some being like, "Ooh, look at this! Ooh, look at this! Ooh, okay. Look at this!" Okay. Yeah. So I, I think it's on my phone, but I've opened it like twice. Oh, uh, it's just part of the life cycle of of, of having TikTok. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, on, it's on your there phone for a while. It's on your phone for a while before, until you finally open it, and yeah. then you're like, "I'm taking the plunge." Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe the problem is I still have Twitter and stuff on my phone. That and it's like if I deleted these, I'd be like where are my thumbs gonna do now where are they gonna go what are my thumbs gonna do i know gonna do sometimes i feel like that's the thing though is that like it's it's become such a such a go-to like thing like pulling your phone out and looking at it yeah and like looking for something to entertain you for like a a blip of time yes and it it becomes yeah like you're so heavily reliant on it that yeah there are do you guys ever do like the phone stack? Like if you're like just watching a movie or hanging out at night where you're like, okay, let's take the phones, let's stack them on top of each other. And basically the idea is like first person to go and pick up their phone and break the stack. You know, like nobody wants to do that. You don't right. want to be the person who like caves and goes and looks at your phone. Right. That's what Allie and I do. We we basically like, we, we'll get to the point where we're like, man, we've been looking at our phones too much tonight. Let's put them together. Put them together. And then focus. Watch the movie. Watch Experience the movie. When Harry yeah. Met Sally. Right. Which I just watched for the first time like 
a month ago. Wow. I know. Great. Really? I don't think I've seen the full thing myself, but I got got the gist. I I could (laughs) not. Can they just be friends? (laughs) No. No. I could not get past the fact that Billy Crystal is Mike Wazowski. (laughs) <laughs> it was like maybe you just have to think of uh the oh gosh it was the actress in the movie um i'm never gonna remember but she's just celia you know is she celia no no oh, that'd be amazing wouldn't from, that be crazy from monsters inc that from would monsters be inc. that actually would have been yeah on pixar's part remarkable to have like, billy crystal and her no, as well <laughs> that would have been great now i'm gonna look up the actress's name because it's gonna drive me crazy i was gonna say everybody at home is probably screaming like you need to know it yeah Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. (laughs) Who? Never heard of her. (laughs) Just kidding. She's kidding. She's She's quite. She's quite good. Quite famous. Um, You got mail. (laughs) That's a movie she's in with Tom Hanks. Yeah. No, I know that. Also, Sleepless in Seattle. That's a movie she's in with Tom Hanks. Are they in a bunch of movies together? (laughs) It's just those two. Just those two. They just happen to be very famous movies. (laughs) They just happen to be two very famous romantic comedies starring the same two. What? Let me double check that. Hold on. You've got, how can we call ourselves a popcorn culture podcast if we're getting these uh, things? Okay, okay. We got that. Rise Sleepless in Seattle and Meg Ryan. Okay, I got it Confirmed. right. Confirmed. Oh, uh-huh. Wow. Nailed it. Wow, what a close one. Look at that. Do you think do you think they planned to have the same two people? There must be a story here, or is it just like, you again? No way. No, I love this. I love this when, when actors have friends that they're always working with. Yeah. I feel like that's a thing. Like, every once in a while, it's like, oh, every movie that they're in, this other person's also in it. Oh, yeah. There's like the, uh, like, like Bradley Cooper and all his friends. Yes. Yeah, with Jennifer Lawrence and... Right. Yeah. They're just in like everything just, like, together. Everything together. It's like, yeah, we like to work together. Yeah. yeah. We're, just, we're just buds. Or Adam Sandler, I think, has this as well, where oh, there's like a lot like of people Rob who... Schneider. Are, and yeah they're, yeah, they're like all in, in each other's movies. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That happens. Okay, Jay. So shifting gears just absolutely entirely. Not related at all. Okay. You have in our show notes here, swearing. Swearing. <laughs> Tell me more about what. Okay, what is what is happening that has made you want to discuss swearing? We I don't swear on the interweb. We we don't really swear on the interweb. And it's it's one of those things where like the, the longer I have not sworn on the internet the the less i just do in real life sure no and that makes sense yeah part, part of it is because well, like partially like around the house i wouldn't like swear very much because now we have kids and like you don't want them to say stuff right and they they will hear the stuff and they will say the things um the other day there were some flies in our house yes I, like i would like you know me and beth look around I'm like oh my god these stupid flies and then you know sure enough a couple of days later luke is looking around and he's like flies in my home so stupid <laughs> flies in my home so like yeah. uh, in my home in, yeah in my home yes your home son <laughs> This is the way he phrases it. It's so amazing. You're like, no, no. But like, like the trick is like, you don't want to give like, any, you don't want to give any reaction. You don't want to be like, that was hilarious because that that was spurred on. But also, if you're like, don't say that. That's another like. Oh. He's gonna be like, okay, okay, that okay. was a thing. We're not. We're, we're gonna laugh about that later. Well, privately. Yeah. Well, after you go to sleep tonight, we are gonna lose it. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> right. First of all. Okay, so um, here's here's the question about swearing at kids though, because I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, they'll they'll uh, they'll have children and then they'll modify <laughs> all their exclamatories into like ah shoelaces. Yeah. You know, like you'll you'll find some other way to say something that is not a known to the rest of the world swear word, but at the end of the day serves exactly the same function. Ah, right. Like what is like, is there any difference if you meant the same thing? I would argue that there isn't. I would say that there totally is. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So I would say from a things being publicly acceptable standpoint, like there is the advantage of if like Luke is at Disney world and trips, on you know a non-existent piece of garbage on the ground and says ah shoelaces it's probably adorable to pretty much everyone sure because he didn't say the actual like s word right but at the same rate it's like it's adorable to everyone else because it means that everyone else doesn't know that in his mind he just said a cuss word right but like in his mind he still said a, a, a swear word well, I don't think so, because to me, like the reason you have like cussing or s- things that like get tabooed as like a swear word or whatever is because like those words 
have power because of the like tabooness of them. Like, so the idea is like you went there. Right. Yeah. So like when, when you don't say it, it's not, it, it, it is different because by saying it, you are going there and by not saying it, you're not going there. And to me, it's like, it's, I think for one, if you, if you just replace all swear words with funny words, you, you were just, it, it is just funnier in general. I think it's way more fun. Well, I think in on that note, I think that there is the greater likelihood for the situation to not escalate in a negative manner. Yeah. Because if the general consensus of the surrounding people is that it was funny that it happened right. instead of like people being like withdrawn yeah. from it, then I do think that invites a greater circumstance of positivity right. than it would anything else. To me, I, I guess, I don't know. I think, I think the reason I put this in here Actually, it circles back to like what you were saying earlier about just like online like uh, arguing and stuff. Sure. Like when you see people like anytime I see posts that have like gone there and they're just like screaming profanity or about like how strong like you I, I you know I'm not gonna be able to say anything. <laughs> sure. But like to me like nothing nothing like turns turns me away from whatever you're saying that like then that you've decided that you need to swear to make your point like. It, maybe in your mind, you're like, this is how serious I am. But to me, it's just like, it just like screams like immaturity. Your voice just now bit. was a great Batman villain voice, just oh. so you know. I'm sorry, oh, not great. to cut you off completely, but. This was, is how serious I am. Yes, exactly. Ah, it's like, right. oh, Batman. Batman. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you completely, though. Like, yeah, if, if you've taken to swearing, it's like the verbal equivalent of like the extra large exhaust system on that truck or something. It's like, yeah. it's like you are failing to use reasoned argument to get your point across. Right. And you've chosen to go with it's very, what people recognize as I am being aggressive right now. And you can tell because of the words I use. That is exactly what it is. And it's like, yes, ye yell them out of their opinion. And that's that has worked never. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, I've I've had this exact experience. This is actually this is like my like, you know, have you ever like said like a sentence a sentence out loud? And you're like, that's the tweet. That's the tweet. Yep. Um, but this this thing has been happening with me, and this has been my my tweet in my head lately. Hopefully I can get it out correctly. Uh, but there are people that I am friends with who post opinions on the internet that I agree with, but the way in which they post those opinions make me want to disagree with them. Ah. And uh, literally at the end of it, I was going to say like, genuinely, if you want to know if you are one of these people, message me and I will let you know. <laughs> um, with, you know, the idea being that hopefully it can lead to a positive, constructive experience. you can have experience. a dog poo conversation with them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dog poo conversation. There Precisely. you go. Yes. Welcome to, that's, that sounds like your new website, Ben. Like, welcome to dogpooconversations.com. Right. Here's a place for mediation. Exactly. Right. It's exactly what you thought it would be. Right. Specifically use it's the not... word poo and not the other because we're not swearing exactly. to make our points. Exactly. Yeah. No. So, but, but no, it's a thing though. It's a thing. It's like, it's like, I agree with you so much. Like I am so on your side here, but man, does it seem like you are being unreasonable? And if I wasn't on your side, then I know you would only be poking the bear. It's like, right. It's like, th th I guess that's what it comes down to. Like we were saying earlier is like, is the function of your comment argument to change the other person's mind or is the function of your argument to win the argument? Right. And I don't know. That's don't uh, know. That, actually, I would say an interesting concept that someone has introduced me to just in the past year is the theater of debate. Ah. And the theater of debate is the idea that engaging in social arguments on social platforms, rather um, engaging in arguments on social platforms is what I'm trying to say, is that it allows for people to then tune in and effectively see what the two sides of the argument might be and where on the that side of the argument you might right. fall. Like you're not arguing for the sake of convincing the person you're arguing with. You're arguing so that the other people reading the comments can get a more informed perspective of where you stand. Exactly. Right. Yes. With with I would say the only flaw in even that argument is that there is a difference between experts in fields and people who have done research that further affirms their argument oh yeah does that make sense uh yes okay it's like um, it it would be like if you were instead googling like the like uh how I'm, I'm trying to like make up an example on the fly here that's not going to be like too specific okay but like, I mean, if, no, like, like if you're googling why are bees 
Like, oh, sorry. how sick does chocolate make you or something? It's like, you're looking for ways in which chocolate can make you sick. Right. As opposed to just looking up stuff about chocolate. Yes. <laughs> and finding out like, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that's, I, I actually did the, the this exact thing earlier. So one, one consideration I've had, I was just talking to you about it before we hopped on, is putting solar panels on my house at some point. Not not necessarily soon, but it's like I love the idea of having solar panels. Okay, but it was this was like me trying to be investigative prior to you know furthering my decision making, going down that path, whatever. I literally googled why are solar panels bad. Oh, and l- literally doing like trying to hack the system oh, a little like, bit. Yeah, yeah going. And, Attempting to figure out like like all those people out there who are anti-solar panels. I don't know if that's a thing. It doesn't feel like it should be, but maybe it is. What are the arguments that people have come up for for why not? Mm-hmm. Like why why wouldn't you have solar panels? Right. And it was actually very interesting because what I found was a solar panel website that was just being very, very, very snarky about things that would be Things that are not actually bad about owning solar panels, but like would be looking at it maybe at its most uh, like what would be the best way to say this? Almost as if you were like corporate America, as if you were the entity that was corporate America and looked at things. Those those would be the reasons that it would be harmful. Like it's right. harmful to utilities companies. Oh, 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 <laughs> like, oh. as, like in the way that you would then be empathizing with the utility company as, right. you know, the one who would be like losing out on that. Right. Someone works at that utility company, Ben. You're trying to take those jobs? <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I was very taken aback yeah. by your sudden hostile nature that was not using your Batman villain voice sorry about that that's okay sorry about that hey jay yeah why did the orange lose the race oh he fell behind wow wow (laughs) i don't know that was a really really good honestly maybe even better than the actual answer (laughs) um he ran out of juice. Oh, that's pretty good too. Yeah, that's pretty good too. I, I, be Ryan, that's that's pretty clever, right off the right off the old Kafarooski. Oh, thank you, thank man. You. Very impressed. Very impressed. I know I have three kids. Well, I got to keep my my dad keep jokes. My dad jokes real sharp. Okay, last topic of the day. Okay, before we we close out, mm. Mm. I this past weekend went tubing. You went tubing. Yes, like behind an aquatic vessel. Okay, yeah. Define tubing because. I feel like that some people are going to think you mean maybe like floating down the river. Oh, some people might think you mean being pulled behind a boat on a big tube. And some people might be like, what's tubing? What? what? No, people <laughs> People from the deep south didn't get it this time. Okay, before I actually get there, I'm going to say that we talked about whether or not people from uh, like the United Kingdom thought American accents were like romantic or nice in the same way that Americans think that a British accent is really nice. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed like the feedback was largely no. <laughs> no. Okay. So the real reason I was asking that this was, this is one of those few mo- moments in my life where I had a, um, an underlying motive. Uh, whenever I have considered, and this is not me suggesting we will do it, but whenever I have, I've done the, the, the thinking about having like a D and D like podcast or even just doing it on our own for fun skis. Ben, now that you've said it out loud. Well, you know, but, People are good at you. You've set an expectation. My bad. Well, anyway, I wanted to see if my character was going to be liked. Okay. Because <laughs> are the way are they going to be British or Southern? Southern. Southern. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's the it's the only voice that I can do. There was uh there. Were, have you ever played the card game Kings? Not so that you can do it, Ben. It's just who you are. Oh, it's just who I am. Just okay. who you are. Well, yeah. I know where you grew up. I grew up there too. <laughs> okay. The Game Kings is like a um, uh, a beverage intake facilitator. And oh, oh, wait, sorry. The the drinking game of Kings. Beverage intake uh, accelerator. Sorry, oh. it sounded like you said the Game Kings. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. The yes, the card game Kings. Yes. Which is played with a 52 deco cards. Yes. Is uh. Usually what you do is you have like a can of substance, you know, maybe a little croy in the middle of the table. Yeah. You spread the cards in a ring around the LaCroix. And as you pull cards, each card has a specific rule assigned to it. Like three is me, which means you have to take a sip of your LaCroix. Yeah. Two is you. And then you get to choose somebody from the circle to take a sip of their LaCroix. Yeah. And then after each card is drawn, you put it under the pop top and like eventually the pop top will crack. And then that person has to finish the entire LaCroix. Yeah. From the center. From the center. Yeah. Um, or if you break the circle of cards as they're wrapped around it, that also causes for drinking of the middle LaCroix 
really can. Oh, that's, that's not a rule I've ever played with. Well, you know, I'm inventing new rules. All You're the time. inventing new rules. Isn't the point that when you draw the kings, that's when you make the new rules? That's exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. Okay. So we, I was playing. I was at over Memorial Day weekend. I uh, had a cabin with just Alice. Uh, myself, her sister, and uh, my soon-to-be brother-in-law. And we played a bunch of kings because it was just super like low-key, fun yeah. way to like do something. And with with the king card, one of them was all of us kept talking in these like weird voices, just like because we were hyper and being goofy and stuff. And eventually somebody made the rule you can't talk with one of the goofy voices. And then we were all like sad because we missed the goofy voices. So the next time a king was drawn <laughs> It was that you can exclusively talk in goofy voices. Doesn't that like mean everyone's drinking all the time or do these rules cancel each other out or like the, the, the second one canceled the first one? The second one cancels the first one. Okay. Yes. So, so then you had to talk in your goofy voice all the time. So I did it for like another like hour and a half. Wait, can I hear your goofy voice? Well, it's just my Southern voice. Oh. So like the whole time I was just talking, you know. With my southern voice. Right. And so what I've always assumed is that one day when we eventually do our D&D campaign, that my voice will be like this. Well, that sounds like a pretty good voice to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So I don't have many other things that I can do, especially consistently enough to be a part of a campaign. Look, I mean, I know hey, when you grew up in Franklin County, Virginia. Well, it's just you back just there, pick up on, You just pick up on some things and you can just turn it on whenever you want. <laughs> So anyway, that's that is the that is the reason I was like, well, that's that's what I want to do. Like if I if I ever had to be a character, that's who my character would have to be because it's my current only skill. I wanted to be clear that we are not poking fun at people with southern accents. No, this I would say that like, we have over yeah, no, 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 not at all. Um and, and I'm yeah, I would not be like saying that, that would be being a negative character in any way, but my understanding of D D is that you get to be somebody else. You get to be someone else. Yeah. And so I figured, you know, like that would be like a fun way for me to do it because I could do it for long periods of time. I could actually like go through and what are you looking up right I'm now? I'm looking up uh, the old Dungeon and Dragons name generator. Here. Are you going to get me a name? I'm going to get you a name here, brother. All right. Give me a name. Let's see. Oh, good. Wait, man. I thought this was going to be a lot easier. Fantasy names. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There sure is a bunch. Hold up. Hold uh, up. Cowboy girl names. The. <laughs> This name generator. This is okay. I've looked. I have apparently summoned some fantasy dragon names from this website. I don't like the way this is doing it. Um. Okay. Here we go, Ben. I am on a website called Wizards of the Coast. I think Wizards.com. That sounds good. Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of this. Input the first and last let uh, first and last letters of your first name. First name B. Last name C. No. First and last letters of oh, your first I name. Oh, I see. I so, see. Oh, so yeah. even if we go Ben or Benjamin. Ben or Benjamin. It's still B and N. Okay. Uh, input the first letter of your surname, which we determined last time. Don't make no difference here in the time of COVID. Uh, is there, we got a uh male character race oh hold on man man we're making a lot of decisions oh, for wow. you here dwarf elf gnome half elf half orc halfling human <clears throat> i am a human you're a human character all right, all right. you know not much of a stretch but <laughs> character class oh boy could you be a paladin i'm sure that's what ben is i don't know maybe not though hold on hold on let's look see we got a couple of options hmm oh, i wish i knew more about what these things could do ben don't think just do i'm gonna be a ranger who do you feel like you are yeah like ranger? a ford ranger <laughs> it was it was it was named after me that's amazing uh your profession swordsmith swordsmith there we go we got human ranger swordsmith is the character noble or a commoner? He seems like you're hovering on commoner. I'm just, I, look, it could be random. You don't have to choose. Must be random. Okay. Uh, and how famous is this character Ooh. on a scale of one to 10? Well, I'm on Wikipedia for my Cave Spring High School's notable graduates. I think that makes me a four. <laughs> At least a four. All right, here we go. Here we this go. This is Ben's uh, new D&D character name. It is Bellamin Chorster. Bellamin Chorster. Bellamin. Wow, it doesn't seem like that different from Benjamin. It really doesn't. Bellamin? Bellamin. It almost, well. Bellamin. This is my this is my brother, Belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would call you. <laughs> what do you think, Belly? We call him that on account of... On account of his six-pack of Miller Lite. <laughs> oh, hey! Actually, I sort of love that. Yeah. Belly has a six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> of beer. Of beer. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. <clears throat> also known as Lord Bellamin, Bellamin the Ranger. 
All right, see, we're already there. We can generate again if you don't like Bellman. Well, I'm, I kind of like Belly, owner of Six Pack. Well, let's generate again just for just, just for, for funsies. There we go. Oh wait, no, I didn't change your 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 full on name. Oh well, that's not all that's right. not helpful at all. All right, Bellman Chorster, it is. Uh, you can go with Belly. <laughs> all right, let's do let's do me just for the sake of it here. Okay, okay, okay. J and N here. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Gonna go there. Characters now. Should I be human too? No, you gotta be something I different. Be I already something claimed different. human. You claimed. I feel like you'd be an elf. You think? I, okay, I'm going elf. That sounds good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go druid. Oh, that was always my that was always my Diablo character. Diablo. Diablo. <laughs> Diablo. Um, characters profession. <laughs> Uh, ooh, dung sweeper. <laughs> Unlikely. Unlikely. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What is out bear? Mm-hmm. You were. What's the difference between a swordsmith and a and a blacksmith? Swordsmiths only make swords, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we don't trouble ourselves with common buckles. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. Wouldn't dream of it. I'm gonna be a scribe. I'm just gonna. I'll just be writing stuff down. <laughs> I keep track. I keep exactly. I keep track. Uh, I I think you're, I'll, I'll go random on the nobility, and I will as I too am on the Game Spring High School <laughs> notable graduates. Page. I shall go with the four. Let's see. My name is Jamlaman Darkspan. Jamlaman. Jamlaman. Jamlaman and Belly. Jam and Belly. Jam and Belly. <laughs> Taking on the world. You know what they say, jam actually makes it nausea? <laughs> Apparently. Is that is that the ending of our acrostic? That was, oh man, we didn't even talk about acrostics on this uh, this year, Pop. I know, I know. We didn't talk about tubing either. Oh, well, you're right. I'm sorry. I got, de I got derailed. That's okay. That's okay. We can segue easily because one of Belly's favorite activities is tubing. There you go. Okay. We're back. We're back. There it is. <laughs> So, okay, I spent, uh, I'm actually, I am chronically sore from tubing. Uh, so I, I went tubing behind uh, an aquatic vessel. Okay. Although this, mostly this summer, because it's a good social distancing activity, I have been floating the river. So tubing much more in the traditional sense of, you know, uh, using. So ben loves inner tubes is what I'm ben hearing. Ben loves inner tubes. Not like you love beanbags, but uh, close. Yeah. Well, so anyway, tubing though has been one of these things that. I remember like when we were growing up, the 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 prospect of water skiing yeah. was like in my mind or delivered to me like the like you've graduated from tubing behind the boat. Right. So like once you have reached the point where you can water ski, you would never tube. So pedestrian. Because like you can't get out there and do stuff. Right. You know, like really it's more on the driver to see if they can throw you off the tube. I've never, <laughs> yeah, been riding a tube where the driver was not trying to completely uh, like detube me <laughs> detube you yes yeah. of course and so i think i had had it in my head that i was kind of like tubing who wants the tube that's not even like a that's not even like a a, a cool way to be pulled behind it's, it's just for for people who can't water ski to also be pulled behind the boat exactly like they need something to do so we we have to have a, a version of it man was i wrong it was the best time ever tubing's quite fun i had i had such a good time yeah so i'm very excited because i did recently acquire uh, a boat yeah um that I'm glad you were able to find sympathy for the tubers. I was. Wow. I was. The rock floats, man. The rock, the rock floats, floats, and so does the tube. And the, so <laughs> does the tube. But there you go. Okay, so going back to um, acrostic submissions, we had so many of them that we're still digging through. We're so terribly sorry. We've not been able to pick a winner yet, but we did pick a prize. We did pick a prize. We picked a prize, and Meaning, hopefully... I think... Okay, go on. Well, so the prize that we had planned yeah. was to send out the one cup life cup yeah of popcorn culture right which i had custom made sort of okay so okay from the beginning my intent was to use i believe it's a yeti rambler is the name of it it's like a 20 ounce cup that has a a, a lid mm. that has a magnetic slider so okay. you can like close open you know magnetically kind of cool yeah and otherwise you know just industrial keeps things hot keeps things cold yeah a decent form factor fits into cup holders okay ticks a lot of boxes although i do have to say several people sent me a link to this new cup that was like on kickstarter right now that has like a coffee <clears throat> cup that can screw out the bottom which i was very tempted to use but mm. not currently readily available to my <clears throat> knowledge anyway so i had made yeti ramblers that come with green because that's my favorite color green paint and they will be etched with the popcorn culture logo okay and the winner of our acrostic challenge 
We'll both get, we'll pick two winners, one for your name, one for my name. Yeah. We'll both get one of those very exclusive pieces because I only made a few of them. Oh, okay. Well, excellent. Yes. So yes. wait, now that you've chosen your one cup, your true one cup. My true one cup. Have you started one cup life well so this was the other thought that i had here yeah. because it works well based on where we're at mm. with having picked winners and waiting on these new cups to arrive is that i was thinking we could like start as soon as the cups get here we will start my first month of one cup life okay live on the pop live on the pop yeah wow so you guys will be here with me for the first sip for the first sip of fred of fred wow i know and yours will have will it also have the popcorn culture logo mine too will yes so etched if, into it so if, if you happen to win the acrostic challenge you will be you will be uh holding the very same mug as me wow I look know. at that i know y'all have the same exact different one cup the same and that's really what makes one cup so glorious isn't it right the more of them that there is exclusively the one of <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Pop. If you'd ever like to get just a little extra pop action, we do record a special segment for our Patreon called After the Final Pop, which is just an extra 15, 20 minutes of Jay and I jammering on about something. Is jammering the right word? Jabbering? Look, uh, jam lamin. <laughs> It's all about. No, I don't. No, I don't know. You don't. Okay, okay. I don't know. Jam Lamon. Jam Lamon. We're just Jam Lamon on about a couple of new things. Jam Lamon doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? It looks. It needs to be like Jam a Lamon or something. Jam a Lamon. Jam a Lamon. It. Well, I think we just call you Jam. Well, yeah. I still think I want the full. I'm going to adjust the 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 given name from the generator to be Jam a Lamon. So that's J A M A L A M I N. Jam a Lamon. Jam a Lamon. Jam a Lamon. Darksbane. Actually, that's really good. I love it. I love it. Jam Lemon Dark Spain here. Anyway. Male Elf Druid. <laughs> if you guys would like a little extra popcorn Scribe. culture action, uh, every, every week <clears throat> we do record an additional 15 minutes or so of uh, bonus content for patreon.com slash popcorn culture. We have three tiers. They're all $5 and they also get to serve as a submission as to who you believe is the one true host of popcorn culture. Hint, it's Buzzy B. <laughs> it's Jam and Lemon Jazza J. <laughs> In the meantime, we want to give a huge thank you to these patrons who do support us over on Patreon, including Lord Lauren Valenza, Mauricio Valdez, uh, Moises Marquez, Jacob Fisher, Becca Notkin, Mats Ferruli, uh, Michael Lansky, Angela Whitehead, and Marcus Muller. Oh, thank you all so much for your continued support of the pop. Yes, otherwise, guys, until next week, pop pop! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.